know what a student with business inclination can do in engineering, how to get into masters with business background, and how a budding entrepreneur who works part-time along with studies to grow her own organizations. Welcome to the 10th episode of Stories of Common Engineering Students. This is Shivam Hasurkar. Success needs vision to see, passion to transcend, patience to withstand, and the character to overcome failures. Firstly, I want to congratulate our guest. Just a few days ago, she got the Diana Award 2022 for making a difference in the world through her organization. I'm proud to have Shalmali Zadav on this podcast and that too on the 10th episode, which is a milestone for me too. Introducing her is a big task with all those achievements of hers. She has completed her computer science engineering from KIT's College of Engineering 2020 batch. And she is currently pursuing masters. She is doing MBA in international business at the University of Greenwich, London. She is founder of Empathy for You, determined to help in every aspect of mental health. Her another organization is You Lead, which helps businesses to grow in different aspects. She has mentored 100 plus entrepreneurs till date and have taken over 300 sessions globally. A sports player, she has also participated in many college activities. She has been chair for many events and also backed prestigious award of KIT Pride in college. Let's get on to talking with her, knowing how her journey has been. Well, thank you, Shivam, for having me on your podcast. This was a long-awaited collaboration that we wanted to do. And finally, we are getting on the call to do it. So thank you so much for your introduction. And yes, I'm really excited to talk to you. Definitely. Yes, I'm really excited too. And without wasting any more time, let's get right into the questions. My most basic question, why engineering? When did you thought of doing engineering? And how did you land up at KIT, College of Engineering? Well, to be very frank, um, engineering was never a plan. And uh, I've been <laughs> asked this question several times in yeah. uh, other interviews I've been to. But yes, to be very frank, engineering was never a plan. But, you know, there's a stage after, especially after your junior college, especially after your board exams, that you don't really know what opportunities are available to you. And I was once mm -hmm. a student, I wasn't too aware of, um, you know, all the different opportunities that are available. And in junior college, I chose both the subjects, biology as well as maths. So mm -hmm. I basically yeah. had both the options open for me. And at one point of time, I also considered going for MBBS. And the other point of time, I also considered going for engineering. <laughs> but unfortunately, I had to choose one. And I chose engineering because that's all I knew at that time. Okay. I wasn't knowing about other opportunities that were available. So that's how I entered into engineering. And okay. uh, I wanted to stay in the same city. Uh, I was actually mm -hmm. planning for my master's because this was at the back end that after my graduation, I'll go to my master's. Okay. Uh, and that's why um, at that point of time, I decided to do my graduation in my own city. And that's how I landed in KIT. But uh, is there, like, just wondering, out, um, is there any other option for students? Like, as, like yes, uh, you were also gonna, there are many more students who don't want to commit yet to, like, pure technical engineering or, like, uh, MBBS kind of, or, uh, or MBA kind of course also. But is there any like option for that? Like I'm just wondering. I don't think Indian education system provides anything like that for students as of yet. 
which is a big major That's flaw true. i would say yes it is one of the major flaws i mean first of all where the mistake lies is not making students aware of the options that they can choose yeah. from imagine being 18 years old imagine being 20 years old you are not aware of the options or you are not aware of the career that you want to choose, want to choose. so i think that's yeah. one of the biggest flaws that we are not aware or basically um a seniors who are supposed to make us aware of the systems we are not getting that so mm-hmm. first of all it is from both the sides i feel it is from a teacher side it is from a parent side it is from a senior side that they should make us aware uh, of the opportunities that are available um secondly i also feel that you know there are options available i mean other than you know if you don't want to okay. choose engineering or medical i mean the similar path like mm-hmm. most of us have chosen <laughs> i think there are other options available that you can go into but again you should be aware that this is what i want to do so i think everything starts from you know becoming aware becoming aware of the opportunities that you have yeah yeah so breaking it down like and tell time standard we are just told and like study and uh, get good marks that's that's the only uh, aim that uh, parents or elders or professors teachers and this is not limited to 10th standard when i was in my junior college i was told the same by my teachers also and when i got okay. into my graduation i was told the same by my teachers <laughs> so i wasn't having any you know i was having like really poor attendance because i was get good marks get good college that's it exactly i was always involved in other extracurricular activities mm. i never had really good attendance and uh, as i told you it was not even a mistake but it was not in my plan to come into an engineering college but i somehow landed over there and then i decided that it's okay when i came into second year first year was all you know kind of happy fun just fun. entered into college Enjoy. making new yes yeah. enjoying going there but second year when i entered into my department i realized that this is not you know what i want to do and mm-hmm. that's when i actually also started getting involved into my own organization i started that and then i realized that okay i have a calling for business i want something i i want to do something in management and then i decided that okay this two more years after complete my engineering anyhow and then mm-hmm. i can start doing my masters or then i can go for what i want to do so that's how basically it is did you ever feel like uh, yeah in second year once you engineering gives you platform that's for sure but um, you felt like somewhere you are getting restricted and you should take you should just drop engineering and then continue on with your uh, organizations or uh, the path you were trying to choose or you felt that let's continue it on other hand and uh, keep focusing on your organizations and uh, business side of yours to be honest no i never felt like you know dropping that option because dropping for me is like giving up and that's yeah. something that i never did. so dropping engineering and then focusing solely on the organization was never my plan because i always have to have something at the backup when you start your own organization mm-hmm. it's not going to run what you expect how you expect it to run from your first day so obviously it's going to take you of hard work and years of you know all the efforts to make it come to the point where it is now yes. so that was one case so i was totally aware of you know how it's going to be and um how it is going to work and how much time and effort it is going to take so along with that i'm glad i started this early i'm glad um, i started it when i was in engineering because mm-hmm. that made me realize my passion that made me realize that this is not something that i want to do and i should 
choose what I want to do after engineering. So I think, yeah, it was like that. Yeah. But also like engineering, I had chosen computer science engineering and but academic ways, how did you feel it? And the exposures that we get outside lectures or inside classrooms, what difference does it make in your life? Well, to be frank, the lectures or whatever I studied, it's mm-hmm. from my perspective, okay, because I yeah. uh, eventually ahead i didn't want to pursue a career in computer science but i'm sure those who are doing it now they really felt that like attending lectures and you know giving attention to everything was really important for them i'm sure that is their point of view but according to my point i never really felt you know sitting for lectures and that's the reason i said (laughs) the first thing is my core attendance because i wasn't having any interest in doing that plus i was more interested in you know participating in this activity that activity and that really made me the person who i am today I was able to develop my communication skills. I was able to develop my professional skills. I was able to, um, you know, go on the stage and talk to a crowd in thousands or hundreds. Mm-hmm. So those are the skills, I mean, are really important for you to survive in your life. Yeah. I'm not yeah. talking only about communication skills or, you know, public speaking, but it is also about knowing how you have to talk in front of people, yeah. knowing how uh, you have to present yourself, knowing how you have to stay organized. So I think those yeah, are the yeah. life skills that are really important. And those life skills aren't taught uh, in your classrooms, especially in Indian education system. So yeah. I think um, what is really important to survive are those life skills. So definitely being in the classroom, it gave me knowledge of what I was learning. I mean, computer science, but it never really taught me skills that are important for me to survive. In fact, it kept on demotivating me. <laughs> <laughs> because of my okay. Well, even if I was involved, um, you know, in other activities, I I never had, I never failed in any of the subjects, not uh, from my first year till my last year. So that wasn't the case for me. I was making sure that I scored good, even yeah. though I didn't want it to study, even though I didn't want it to pursue something. Doing the bare, going bare minimum work yes. to uh, keep it up. Yeah, exactly. Doing the bare minimum to make sure that okay, I passed this four years. Yeah. So that's all, and that's how it was. Um, what were you picking exactly, like the activities that you participated in? I know you were an integral part of many different committees. You have a side of sports with you. You played basketball on national level in your school, also in engineering college. So along with that, you were part of major committees in college, like Walk With World, and then you were the chair for MUN, for many uh, other colleges, many other MUNs kind of thing in uh, Maharashtra, I guess. So what were you exactly picking and how were you deciding, yes, I want to participate in this activity? No, I am keeping myself aside from this activity. How would you decide? And- well, to be frank, I've always been that, you know, enthusiastic kid since my school itself. I love participating in events. I loved, uh, you know, managing. I, I love mm-hmm. being on the back, backhand, backhand yeah. also, like managing events, managing the activities. I loved being on the front end also, like going to the people and actually talking, approaching them, telling them about this, telling them about that. But both the sides. And I think this was from my school itself uh, that I've been. And I carried forward those qualities in my junior college, although there was not more more exposure that I received during junior college. You you understand the pressure that we have, especially in 11th and 12th grade. It's just about going to your tuitions, going to your colleges, coming back again, studying, yeah. attending the exams, um, mm-hmm. 
and you know uh, the never ending people yeah exactly and being in the peer pressure from your teachers also from your parents also and from your friends and relatives also that oh you are into a standard you have to study you are going to do this you are going to do that what have you decided to go ahead uh, what you what have you decided to do uh, when you go ahead so it's you know just those two years were absolutely whirlwind so moving ahead uh, when i came into engineering i got a little time um so that's again when i uh, you know got aware of all the different activities and opportunities other than studies what we have in a college so i started participating mm-hmm. in those i started getting being a part of you know various committees uh, because this is something that i've always wanted to do and i've always done and uh, when i get an opportunity i really try to seize it and not you know let it go from my hand Nice. so that was i was trying to do and that really helped me uh, again i would say develop and again be aware of other things that we have to develop or whatever is required for me going ahead uh, regarding sports yes i i played basketball at national level when i was um, uh, during the engineering it was a western tournament um and that was you know uh, the passion for sports was really high when i was in school i i'm playing basketball since my 5th standard and uh, i did it till 10th standard 11 12th i lost um, touch of basketball yeah and then again when i came back in engineering i started playing so during engineering though there were like not many tournaments there used to be like only one or two tournaments in a year but still somehow i got ahead and got selected in the team and then i played at nationals so nice, i think nice. um i've always given more importance towards not only studies but also developing myself as an individual and i think one of the ways you do that is through other activities you you do apart from your academics yeah it's kind of irony i feel but sometimes it happens like teachers professors subject teachers that we have in our school or in our let's say 11 12 standard or in engineering college tend to make us focus on the study itself they even if we are performing if even they can see that we are performing good in other activities let's say any 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 activity they don't appreciate it as such openly but uh, they make us like okay exams are coming now focus on this leave all the other things aside and focus on exams and oh, keep on only studying i i don't know why but yeah that is a big point in schools and colleges that's true i mean when it came to my parents um, it was a really different case because they knew that i'm really uh, you know kind of i don't know but something other from what other people do so that never really forced me to you know kind of just study and don't do yeah. other things they used to give me uh, this thing they used to tell me in between at times that you know for also focus on your studies also do this mm-hmm. do that but it was never really a pressure from their side they always supported me in what i wanted to do when i came out with this idea of uh, having a social organization and mental health i wasn't expecting my parents to be so supportive because mental health is a cause that still has a lot of stigma and taboo especially in our country yes. that you know people don't really come ahead and do work in this cause where you know there are a lot of um volunteers required there are a lot of people who want to work in this field required people don't really come ahead and do that because of this whole pressure but that was really supportive uh, decision they were really supportive with what i wanted to do always what i wanted yeah. uh, what i chose for myself also coming for masters to uk was a difficult decision both for me as well as for them 
um, <laughs> but they really supported me. They've Sabha. always been supportive since yeah, since my school itself and what I wanted to do. But talking about teachers, I had very less amount of teachers who were supportive to me. Uh, in school, in school, there were a lot of teachers who really supported me and who, you know, did a lot of things for me. Uh, they, in fact, they used to come and tell me, Shamili, this is available. This is where you can do. I feel uh, you'd be great at doing this. So they really mm-hmm. came to me and they used to tell me. Yeah. Uh, in 11th and 12th standard, I didn't really had, uh, you know, um, a good touch with my teachers because it was just going to the tuitions, uh, sitting with other uh, 60, 80 students and just being a part of the rat race, nothing yes. else. And then again, coming back to engineering, it was just about, I don't know why, but uh, it was just about attendance. It was just about studying. It was just about uh, securing this, this grades and this, this exam. So, uh, but apart from that, there were a few teachers or few, there were a few professors who were really always helpful and they appreciated what I do. Yes, slowly, as you said, maybe in some coming years, India will get out, like our country and our mentality will get out of addressing the issue of mental health. People will start coming out. And people like you who are taking such a great initiative and trying to support, trying to take on many more students uh, for your support and helping hundreds and thousands of people around. That's a great, like, it's appreciable on a different level. Yep, I want to go- That's true, hopefully, hopefully that happens. Yeah, I want to go and start up start empathy for you and the unit idea that you have initiated. But before that, I have a couple of more questions on college. Like, what do you feel is your, was your biggest challenge in four, four years of engineering? My biggest challenge was, um performing or you know doing the bare minimum that was that I was supposed to do to um, complete my engineering so I think that was one of the biggest another challenge was maintaining the attendance because we have this criteria I don't know what for but we have this criteria that you have to be present for the lecture you have to be present for the practicals so that was another thing is it it the same in UK (laughs) we don't really have you know, mm-hmm. a lot of lectures and practicals here. We do have okay. a criteria for attendance, but it is not, you know, as um, mandatory as what we have in Indian education system. So okay. we do have a criteria here, but I won't, I don't think you'll believe if I tell you, I just have two days of university, just two days. And it's not even full day, like starting from nine and then ending mm-hmm. at four or 5 p.m. It's just, you know, one to two or one, at least three, one, one hour lectures. That's it. Okay. And it's just for two yeah. days. Rest all is self-learning. And I think that has really, and I think that is really important, especially in the times that we are living in. Self-learning, self-development, studying yeah. on your own. I think that's really important. Uh, you know, what I like about the education system in the UK is you are taught what you are needed to taught. And after that, you are expected to do the work on your own. Mm-hmm. So that really develops that ability or that really develops that habit of doing things on your own or basically learning for yourself. Yes. What happens in Indian education system, we are spoon-fed everything. Mm-hmm. And that somehow, yeah. if you don't you know, do that after a few years or when you go ahead, if you don't get that, you are going to fall down or you're basically going to get lost somewhere. Yes. So I think when it comes to this system, this is the one thing that I would love to appreciate that, you know, it gives you enough time for learning yourself. It gives you enough time for doing other things that you want to do apart from your academics. It gives you enough time to get involved 
uh, into the studying in your own way, in your own process. There's no barrier to it that you have to mm. go through this way or you have to follow this path, but you can find your own ways of studying for yourself, which is unlikely yeah. we get in, uh, you know, in, in Indian education system. So that's the one thing yes. I like. Yeah, but uh, also there's this factor that uh, at this age, yes, we after engineering, let's say 22, 23, we are mature enough to know what exactly we do want and uh, what we should supposed to be focused on. But at the age of 18, 19, uh, if you give so much freedom to students, um, they'll waste their time, uh, most of their time in doing uh, non-productive work and like probably waste most of that. And that's why maybe it's so focused that attend lectures to like try to spend most of your time in college itself. Maybe that's exactly. The- and I feel it is more like, you know, just because those people are doing it, I also have to do it. Yeah. But it should not be restricted to everyone. True. Yeah, exactly. This is not for everyone, but there are a lot of people out there who are totally lost, who don't even know why I'm doing this. And just because they are doing it, I'm doing it. So I think this is totally wrong. You need to, uh, you know, firstly understand the purpose and then, you know, go ahead and do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Coming around to your startup empathy for you and you lead India. Uh, I believe you have taken more than 200, 300 seminars and workshops on it globally with different other organizations and committees also. How how was that journey? I, I want to know, like uh, getting that first collaboration with someone, uh, then uh, get, uh, taking it on next on next no, next one next one. And right now at this stage, uh, I believe you have done hundreds and hundreds of workshops seminars with different people. So how 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 was that journey? Uh, I would say it has been one hell of a ride because <laughs> and every part of it has been really. Um, you know, exciting, interesting, and it has always taught me something. Because when I started Empathy for You, I started with literally no goals in my mind. I wasn't knowing what I was going to do uh, through Empathy for You. I wasn't knowing how to create your own customer base, how to market your services, or I wasn't even knowing how to start your own services for your business. Imagine having a business without any services or product. <laughs> so I was that, um, yeah. you know, creature, human creature, when I started this business. But um, somewhere at the back of the mind, I was knowing that uh, I started this to create impact. I started this towards the betterment of the society and I have to do it. I should never stop doing this. So when I started Empathy for You, it was literally just uh, an Instagram page. So um, there was nothing more. I was just sharing more resources. I was sharing, um, you know, uh, resources that were making people about mental health information different articles so that was all when i started empathy for you but then uh when i started understanding the basics of business uh that's how you know i started so uh, my first collaboration it was really good it was a small session but it was again really good and one thing when i started my uh startup was um this i received i'm really sad to say that i got this a position but uh when i started empathy for you i Mm -hmm. I used to approach people who have already been in that field. So I used to approach psychologists who are experienced. I used to approach uh, mental health organizations who are previously working. So from some psychologists, they were really supportive. But from some psychologists, I got this comment that, you know, you're just 19 years old. And when when you are going to, uh, I mean, coming from a non-psychological field, how you're Mm -hmm. going to start your business to help. 
Okay. I mean, I was like, why can't I? Yeah, yeah. What I'm solely trying here, uh, trying to do here, is to spread awareness about mental health, which is really important living yeah. in this time and age. Anyone can do it from any other thing. Yeah. Exactly, I'm trying to help people out there. I'm doing this because this is a rooted cause in the society, and I'm working towards the betterment of it. So why can why should and I do it? So that's how it was, and uh, it was really demotivating at that time. But somehow, uh, because I was, you know, so adamant that no, I have to keep going, I have to do this. I kept going. I faced all those challenges, I would say, and then, um, you know, I came up with the services. I started conducting more sessions. I started getting involved with more and more mental health organizations, and then I onboarded psychologists for providing online therapy, yes. and now we are handling this three different services in a broad way, I would say, online therapy, this period advocacy, where we collaborate with different corporate organizations, okay. NGOs, mm-hmm. schools, colleges, and we conduct lectures and seminars over mental health and its awareness, and a peer support group where anyone can come and just talk to, and me and my team are always there to listen to them, because listening is one of the most important parts when it comes to dealing with mental health. Listening yeah. to the people who are dealing with mental health illnesses is very important. So... That's how Empathy for You started and how it is going on now. And I'm really proud to say that we have been successful in creating that impact on more than 4,000 individuals wow. since its inception. Wow. Amazing. Uh, I want to know, is there any like, personal story behind starting Empathy for You? Um, did you feel um, any point of time for yourself or somewhere uh, in your vicinity that, yes, people need this? Was there any story behind it? Well, the story that actually, uh, you know, that led me go into this field of mental health was one of my friends, she went through depression. And being 18, 19 years old, you don't won't believe but I wasn't even aware of the terms mental health or depression, feelings, emotions, I wasn't aware. And when I tried to find about this, I understood that there's a lot of stigma and taboo that revolves around mental health. And I understood that she might not be the only one who's going through this problem, but there might be a lot of youngsters and teenagers who are going through the same problem. So that somewhere ignited the spark within me that maybe I should come forward and do something for the people out there. So it started, uh, as I mentioned, with just an Instagram page. Then we started writing letters. I started conducting letter writing meetups. Um, I used to meet strangers and that was such a good feeling uh, to you know, to know that so many people are interested in doing things, but just because they don't have a platform, they were not able to come ahead and do it. Yeah. While I also saw on the other side that though people are interested in doing it, just because of the stigma and taboo that revolves around this topic, yes. they don't want to come ahead and do it. So I think creating that platform really helped me connect to people, moreover, connect to the hearts of people. Because yeah. this is such a sensitive issue that needs a lot of awareness, that needs totally. help from uh, you know all sorts of people. And I think though we are trying to progress more, uh, yeah. that people are becoming aware of mental health now, still there needs to be uh, you know a lot of efforts and a lot of work that needs to be done in order to spread more awareness. Yeah. Uh, also to the uh, psychologist who <laughs> denied you or tried to uh, took you on the other path. Uh, like, let's say you are in engineering and they were assuming that how can you uh, work on this field uh, for senior engineering. But um, the hundreds of people that you help uh, in uh, who are suffering from this may not have visited like 
itself people don't go to psychologists to talk about their mental issues or uh, it's not very like what can i say it's not very uh, okay is to in india to, to do that yet uh, it will be slowly slowly but uh, they people might find more easier to approach a, a friend a colleague to talk about that and with your organization that um, people you are trying to get along with you it will be i'm sure it will be really helpful to hundreds and thousands of people and it's great that you have like changed lives of more than 4000 people it's, it's amazing to know. definitely in fact about uh, the psychologist who you know denied me in my initial stage they now asked me if we can have a collaboration <laughs> <laughs> amazing life <laughs> yeah um the letter writing thing like um, you it's just a random letter letter writing session that you conduct wherein anyone can jump on and write letters to individuals or different people but on a personal level if i have to or if someone has to do something and align with their regular day to day what can we do to support this cause individually what can we do well individually i think start from uh, you know talking about mental health firstly it's about making yourself aware about what mental health is uh, before going out to people and you know talking to them so firstly it is about making yourself aware about small small terms like what are emotions what are feelings what is mental health what is depression what are the signs of different mental health illnesses what are how you can um, you know uh, know what um, those signs are if you see in your friend if you see in your relative if you see in anywhere uh, in a person who is around you um so after doing this you know kind of first thing making yourself aware the second thing i would say is coming out and talking about it because that's yeah. one of the basic ways that we can do in order to reduce the stigma and taboo around mental health is to talk about it so i wouldn't say that you know come take it to social media and talk about mental health or take it uh, take it to a platform that you're not really you know sure about start from you know take take up small baby steps just go to your parents or go to your family and talk about it talk about mental health this is how it is this is how it goes make sure that you're making yourself aware after that you're making people around you aware about mental health and that's how you know you kind of progress ahead so um there were incidences where i saw people you know just taking to social media and posting it about uh, you know i'm always there or friend just mm-hmm. give me a call and mm-hmm. talk to you but actually when this time comes they're not really available <laughs> so that's how it is i've saw this yeah. i i saw this i've seen this and these are the examples that i really want to put ahead because this is wrong i mean if you really want to be there it should be from all your heart and it should be it should be coming from you know um from from the whole awareness that you have or yes. to basically become more aware yourself first and then you're trying to do it for people just putting it out on social media or just saying that okay i'm there just you know give me a call or just talk to me whenever you want to and actually not being there when the time comes this is wrong and this is not accepted so i yeah. think um on individual level it is about making yourself aware first coming out and talking to people making people around you aware and that's how we can break the stigma and taboo together um yeah. as a country or as a nation as a world definitely um inspiring from you uh, i i also know that there are many other uh, organizations from our college itself who are trying to spread more of it i really believe that you have inspired a lot of people 
it it's amazing and it can be from a very small thing also like getting frustrated at work uh, like uh, feeling over exhausted after a whole week it's even uh, okay to talk about such things with your friends or family and yeah slowly um, parents will also try, be not be more reluctant about this issue but yeah they will accept and it's just spreading basic awareness like you said that's true coming to you lead india the other startup that you initiated with what was the purpose i want to know about that too on a broad aspect well uh, you lead is supposed to be about you know all things business and entrepreneurship and mentoring yeah. and uh, launching your business scaling your business uh, building a profit out of it mm-hmm. so uh, when i started mp for you as i told i was totally lost i wasn't knowing what a business is i wasn't yeah. knowing how i to launch a business i wasn't knowing how to scale it how i wasn't knowing how to uh, introduce your products or services to the market so i realized that you know it's not just me who is not aware but there are a lot of people out there who really want to start their business but are not aware of how it works so you know this question is being asked to those successful entrepreneurs nowadays like how you started actually or yeah, what led yeah. you start the business but mm-hmm. what they answer most of the times is they are not aware of anything they were not aware of anything when they started initially and i think this is the thing so yes. that somehow you know um i i came up with this idea of uh developing you lead especially for the people or students who want to start their own business so you lead uh basically provides mentoring to the students who want to start their own business and uh you can say that it basically lay, lays a foundation for the people who want to start their own business so we make you aware of everything like right from uh your ideation stage helping you in your building an idea then coming to you know actually introducing your services or products to the market and then scaling it making a profit out of it so for example if you have any and it's not just for the students who are starting from uh you know grassroots level okay. if you have already started but you somehow are still lost and are not understanding what step i should next uh take next you can still come to us so if you have if you're facing any problem related to sales or marketing i have a different mentor who's going to help you from that if you have a problem related to uh you know something from your ideation phase or you're not uh, sure if this idea is going to work or you're not sure if this idea is viable you can still come to us so it's not just about start for uh, you know people starting from grassroots level but just from people from all the stages of business so you can just really come to us and talk to us and we'll help you out so that's how basically you lead works and uh, i got this idea when i was feeling lost myself uh, that was somehow back in the mind because i was actually focusing on one business at that time and then empathy for you certainly came up to a level where i was like okay now is the time to start uh, working on this second idea of you lead and that's how it started yeah mentorship uh, itself is a big thing that every individual might need if they want to pursue something uh, but their own idea want to the right path to be shown as what is necessary and i believe this culture has been there in us uh, for a long time with new startups uh, venture capitalists who put in some amount of money take some equity and mentor new individuals who are getting into businesses right now and this culture has had not been there in india but uh, yeah it's what it is necessary to for every individual because there are a lot of things that you need to take care of when you are starting a business me 
experiencing this uh, and my own franchise store that my dad initiated in 2017 i after college i used to handle most of the that part like selling marketing how i can attract more customers to buy handsets and everything so i also got mentored from my dad but yes that's what that's really necessary Related to mentorship, there's also one thing. What we do in U Lead is we are not going to hold your hand and walk yeah. uh, in the road. Okay. But it's it's not about walking or it's not about holding your hand and walking on the road. But it's about showing you the direction. Yeah. We are going to show you the direction. We're going to show you a right direction. It's it depends upon you whether you want to follow it or not. Mm. So it's not about holding your hand and making you walk in that path. But we're going to show you direction. That's what I. uh you know wanted to be in ulead and that's what we are doing okay uh there's also um, sharmini also runs this uh instagram page of women millennials ceo wherein i believe she has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs globally has ulead foundation also how was that uh, experience and like what are like the basic needs that you have most commonly got on these platforms Well, I think uh, the process, the whole process, and the whole experience was really overwhelming, and it was, you know, it was teaching me a lot of things every day. Because even though you are sitting uh, in the position of a mentor, and even if you are uh, being a person uh, who is, you know, asking for solutions from you, there's still a lot to learn from the person who's sitting in front of you. Definitely. So that was one thing, and that made me. that really you know made me opened to the ideas that are coming from the other side also so uh, that was one thing i got to learn a lot of things from a lot of people secondly i feel it was you know firstly i wasn't able to process through everything because there was so much happening at that same time when empathy for you started rising when empathy for you started getting noticed there was there were a lot of things happening and i somehow you know was feeling lost uh in the work and i was totally ignoring my academics for a point but then when i felt but that's when i felt a need of having a team mm-hmm. so i i hired interns first then i hired my own team so that's how it was i mean it has taken time to do everything and it has yeah. uh, grown stage by stage but i've literally enjoyed every process i've literally enjoyed every moment of the process because um it was teaching me new things it was making me ready for new challenges and now if you ask me uh you know because i get this question asked in a lot of interviews like how you face the challenges or what would you say uh to the people who are starting their businesses or people who are uh you know getting ready on their journey i would just say that you know i wouldn't say, i i i would never say just go with the flow because if you mm-hmm. go with the flow you are not going to you are not yeah. going to be aware of it end up but when you are aware of the destination where you want to reach i think going with the flow is not an option for you yeah so it's creating your own flow and not just following the you know or not just going with the flow so i think that was one thing that i learned from this uh, whole journey that creating your own flow or creating your own path is very important and i always stick to one thing is that i want to create an impact I want to do the same things that other people do but I want to do it in a different way that is going to help me create an impact or make a difference so that has always been one thing that I've you know kind of um stick to uh through this whole journey basically yeah 
as you said that yes everyone needs uh, going with the flow will basically make you feel last at some point of time i have always believed this and i've learned this from a tlc community uh, teaching and learning community that's that's based out of nashik uh, which mentors and which like the same thing uh, that you do but uh, on a bigger level they take in businesses who have a certain amount of turnover and they try to help them upscale throughout with small small practices like rca uh, fishbone and all those things there they had thought that how important it is to have a vision and a mission statement both those things need to be different and it is at most important that you define your vision and mission statement from a very early stage of your startup or for your individual self also so that will definitely help uh moving on i want to know more about your career path that you chose after engineering yes as you said uh, you mentioned that you didn't want to pursue engineering and suddenly uh, you had to take that path and you continued for those four years but in midway you started participating in more and more activities you found that two beautiful organizations and pursued your career how did you decide for masters specifically in uk Oh, master's degree are you pursuing and i want to just mention out that uh, shalmali has her youtube channel where she has posted many videos and uh, thousands of viewers just go and there are detailed information on each and every step that she had followed in this whole uh, master's journey but in short shalmali would you like to explain to my listeners how um, was that journey yeah sure so uh, i moved to uk um last year in september to pursue mm-hmm. my masters i am doing mba uh, in international business at the university of greenwich well uh, as i mentioned earlier um it was a big step for me uh, as well as for my family for uh, you know going abroad and doing masters and i would say that when i started my business i developed an interest in business and management and that's when i decided to do uh, or pursue my masters uh, or pursue my post graduation in the background uh, of business and management mm-hmm. so this was definitely um, you know a plan uh, that i made when i came into engineering when i realized that engineering or basically technical field or computer science is not for me that's when i decided that uh, i want to pursue my yeah. post graduation uh business and management so why uk uh is because you know london is one of those cities or basically london is known as the business capital and there are a lot of universities who are offering uh you know great courses when it comes to business and management mm-hmm. london or uk is basically famous for the courses in business and management so that was one thing that that um definitely made me choose uh uk also i was looking for a degree or i was looking for a course where i would not just study but also have an opportunity to put my learnings um you know to or basically implement those learnings so that's how my course is i have a placement here where uh, you know it is about one year of study and one year of putting those putting whatever i've studied mm-hmm. into yeah in those learnings actually uh, you know uh, In, into the market or into the industry so it is how my course is so i think those were some of the reasons why i chose uk and uh, uh yeah so that was those were some of the reasons that actually made me choose uh, london and uk and uh, 
also it has been a great journey till now it has really inspired me to do things it has really uh, you know opened doors of opportunities since i've been here so i'm loving it totally yeah there is this video uh, on charmini youtube channel where she has explained the whole journey uh, of uk and uh, how was i uh, moving from india to uk uh, in a university which has thousands of views you can go and watch <clears throat> in detail uh, the whole uh, process but um, she has explained how cost efficient it is how to find uh, accommodation how to uh, apply for universities and all that stuff in detail yeah we have been looking uh, at your instagram stories and linkedin uh, achievements all those things but yeah it's a fancy life that we can see sitting here <laughs> that you have going out on different places but what is your life right now day in day out what struggle do you face well uh, i think it's like you know an iceberg illusion <laughs> that <laughs> if now mm-hmm. but uh, you know the struggles are there uh, the challenges are still there initially when i came here i was having no friends here so you know going out to the networking events getting involved in different uh, like we have societies here we have different uh, event societies here so getting involved making new friends that was a challenge secondly first of all uh, you know it was about coping with the pace of the city because yeah. london is extremely extremely fast <laughs> um and you really have to cope with it so that yeah. was also a biggest challenge here you really have to cope with uh, the pace of the city even though you are a student it doesn't mean that, that you know even though you're not working right now even though you're a student it doesn't mean that you are not a part of you know this whole environment you certainly become a part of this london environment and you have to cope with it yeah. um and other struggles are again the perceive uh, like you know getting yourself used to a new education system you're not going to get anything spoon fed over here you're not going to be spoon fed over here so it's about uh you know finding or developing your own ways of learning developing your own methods of learning because they're just going to teach you uh in the classroom and then studying it on yourself and then um you know completing your assignments out of it it's mm. solely uh depends upon you and your methods of how you have perceived that um so that was one more thing another thing was living alone here finding accommodation in london and getting uh you know uh, basically maintaining it and doing all things is also really uh, because that is something that you're not used to being back in a country but yeah, you yeah. have to be used to it when you come here another thing was cold over here it's really cold and windy uh, especially in london and it rains at any time so you can expect to <laughs> yeah walk out with an so umbrella always yeah so every day when you have to get out of the house you have to check the weather and then get out because it uh, because even if it's you know you see bright and all sunny while living the house suddenly mm-hmm. it starts through me suddenly you're going to see the rain so it's completely unpredictable the weather here is completely unpredictable so you just have to uh, see the weather and then uh, wear appropriate clothes because when it gets windy it's extremely cold and uh, you should have you know enough layers to keep yourself warm so that was again one of the challenges uh, when i came here in september it was still fine fine because uh, the sun used to set at 9:30 around 9:30 pm 10 and it oh. has started now in the sun so so sun sets at around 9:30 pm 10 pm so um that was again one of the things when i came here because 
I used to lose track of time. Okay, it's still daytime. <laughs> so, we usually have, like, yeah, our yeah, bodies, like, um, yeah. So that was also children. one of the things. Hmm. Yeah, and then getting used to the cold, and then uh, that was, you know, kind of autumn season. But then after that, cold started, and uh, during the winter, the sun sets here at three p.m. So uh, 3 p.m. it st- used to start getting dark. I mean, I'm sitting in the classroom and I, when I come out of the classroom at 3 p.m., it's like totally dark, totally dark. So that was, again, one of the things. So I think it is about, uh, and also getting used to the culture here, getting used yeah. to, you know, how people are here. That was also one of the things. But I think it has everything. It has been more interesting. It has been exciting. And again, I would say it has taught me a lot of things. It has basically taught me, uh, you know, how to live alone, how to do things alone. Although there uh, might be, you know, your relatives or your other people who are uh, going to be supporting you, but it depends upon solely how you do things and how you develop yourself. Yes, how you develop yourself through all these challenges. So though it seems a fancy life outside, people should know that there are struggles. <laughs> but uh, how's your day in, day out? On a regular basis like how typical day looks like for me is you know getting up getting ready going to school or college whatever i have mm-hmm. finishing that after that um most of the times i usually work you know full days so yeah. i work a part of the days when i don't have universities so two days i uh kind of study and remaining days i work i work in the university itself okay. and uh i is it hard know, to get uh and these jobs like assistantship or research assistantship like that it's not hard actually but uh, again i would say you should be aware of the opportunities because uh, before coming here i had these jobs in my hand i already secured part time jobs before i was here so nice. i it's about you know making yourself aware of those opportunities i went through the university's website i went through the students union website i saw the openings there i applied uh there was a test that i had to pass after that they interviewed me and then i got selected so and and there were you know a few friends that i knew who were also coming there and when i told them that this is how it happened and i got selected they were like why didn't you tell us so it's you know making yourself aware, aware. about um, mm-hmm. yeah exactly keeping your eyes and your ears open and just seeing the world so i think it is about that uh so basically making yourself aware uh and what is expected here uh unlikely india is like you know you develop yourself it's not just giving everything that you have was the truth but on the other side it's also about developing yourself and developing your skills so more importance is given towards that and i think this is uh, you know what we see less in india it's about do, giving your everything just in order to earn money it's not what it is here so side by side you are also focusing on your development you are also focusing on your uh, you know on your own skills and your own cv so um, yeah i think it's not at all difficult but it's about you how you market yourself how you present yourself how you you know kind of sell yourself so and this is the thing that's going to be same everywhere no matter where you go it's about you know selling yourself it's about marketing yourself that yes, way yes so going to kind of give you what you want yeah we are really short on time but yeah. i have a couple of more questions for you where do, like right now where you are standing how does it feel like 
coming the entire journey how would you summarize that or how do you feel right now i would say i'm still nowhere and i still have a long way to go uh, okay. because <laughs> i know it has been you know the the whole journey has been overwhelming uh starting something at the age of 19 was not yeah. really easy uh taking this turn and coming living your own country coming out living your own country where you have stayed for almost 22 years uh living that country and coming to a new country and making a whole new life out of it it has never been easy so things have never been easy but somehow uh you know with the passion that i had of doing things with my habit of not giving up with my habit of learning things even from my own mistakes even from the mistakes that i've done earlier i think uh, that has really made me come to where i am and i'm not sure this is the end but there's a long way to go there are a lot of things uh, that i want to do that i want to achieve and i'm certainly on my way so though i feel proud of myself on the other side i know that this is not the end this is not the destination you're still on your journey <laughs> yeah totally what are your learn- learnings from like last few years and anything in brief that you would like to point out to the listeners first of all i feel it is about no matter whether you're a student or no matter whether you're working or what, whatever you're doing as a person young person living in this totally unpredictable world you must know that there are going to be lot of ups and downs in journey no matter mm. what journey you choose it's never easy Yeah. there are always you know kind of hurdles and obstacles involved in every kind of journey so you have to really get used to going through those ups and downs i'm sure no one is going to be ready initially but when you go through it and you know kind of uh make yourself ready to go through those challenges you are there i mean you go through it nextly i feel believing in yourself no yeah. matter what happens you should never stop believing in yourself it's not about you know the mistakes you have committed even though you have committed a mistake you should know that okay now that i have committed a mistake and i should be there to face it own it yeah so exactly so that should be your uh, you know perspective thirdly i feel uh, there are not going to be a lot of supporters for you out there till the time you reach to a certain level where you are visible and your achievements are visible people are not going to clap for you so yes. through the whole journey you should clap for yourself no matter what happens no matter how much you achieve big whether it is a big achievement or a small achievement you are supposed to clap for yourself so i think always be that you know a motivator for your own self and lastly i feel just believe in creating a difference just don't follow a path just because someone else has done this i don't want to do it just stand out from the crowd make sure you always stand out from the crowd create your own path and follow it keep going through that path no matter how many hurdles and obstacles come your way just keep following that path create your own path and make sure that you are always creating um an impact no matter what you do no matter how much you know successful you become or no matter how much um what i would say how much money you earn yep, i think yep. it's about creating an impact and always giving back um uh, to the people to the society yes. that should always be and 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 a motto in whatever you do and make sure that you're creating a difference because it's it's very important you it's very important to make yourself stand out from the crowd in the day and age we are living because i feel you know there are a lot of people doing same things but how about trying doing the same things in a different way 
that will definitely help you create an impact and you know stand out from the crowd and make a difference so yeah i think these are a few things that i always stick to and i would say this out to everybody else amazing these are like great values like every individual should have uh, for themselves i have seen people giving up uh, on trivial things which later on becomes their trait uh, like they give up on anything obvious reasons they right? people don't want to struggle uh, for some period of time to achieve that success they just end up giving up on that stuff so having these kind of core values well, definitely it's amazing and what is somewhere like uh, if you are in a rat race and even if you win the rat race at the end you are still the rat <laughs> so how exactly. how do you how do you stand out from this well i think um it was about you know the experience they had i uh, i had apart from the academics and it was about the skills i developed through the years nice. because uh you know being in engineering also i made sure that i never fail in any of the subject um it's also a norm like you know you have to complete your engineering and you have to secure a placement i did mm-hmm. that too so that's one thing that i left upon even though i didn't wanted to do that so that was one thing so it i mm-hmm. did everything at the end i followed what uh, or at the end of i did what i wanted to do so i think if you have that vision if you have that whole perspective in your mind that okay this is something that i want to do and if you find a purpose in doing that i think there's no one who is going to stop you even not yourself yeah uh, definitely these all learnings and four values of yours are going to be helpful to each and every one and uh, i like one last question for from my side is where do you see yourself in next uh, 10 years 15 years okay well i don't know where i would be but i would say that you know right now i'm having 10 things on plate to do and this is <laughs> what i am like i always love to have those 10 things on plate uh, that i yeah. need to do and maybe after 5 years or maybe after 10 years i'll be having more 20 more things <laughs> that i need to do <laughs> you'll definitely see me um you know still doing all those things um and in fact doing more other things that yeah. uh because that's the motto that i stick to you know i just don't want in order to be successful i don't work in order to be successful but i work in order to leave the damn legacy behind and yes. this is something that i've always stick to and you definitely see me living my motto somewhere uh, i believe in the concept of manifestation and yeah i believe i feel that you have literally manifested your career your life right now you have shown people how what anyone can do it so you have done those things and your man- started it uh, for yourself it was great to have conversations with you there are there were many more things that i wanted to discuss but those are for some other day i would like to urge listeners to go and follow her pages the millennial ceo empathy for you india and her youtube channel which she posts like all different stuff about productivity mental health issues and business ideas finance investing and her life in uk her amazing life in uk so i it was great chandra thank you shivam thank you so much i'm glad uh, we were actually able to find time and do this because uh, we were in talk since a long time now and yes. finally today we did it but uh, yes i know you're going to have a lot more questions we can maybe <laughs> do a part 
maybe very soon but yeah, yeah i loved yeah. enjoying uh doing this and good luck may you uh interview more people may you keep inspiring people through people's stories so yes good luck with uh all the things that you do thank you thank you so much thank you everyone for listening to the entire episode keep on listening to the stories of common engineering students